What is up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show for you guys today. We'll be talking about Warner Media and its plans to uh, release its DC movies into theaters in 2022, meaning that we will not be seeing those movies on HBO Max as a debut to go along with the theatrical release. So we'll talk about what that means for the future of DC movies. We also talk about uh, some plans for the HBO Green Lantern series. We got a character breakdown of a, of a major character in the show that will be appearing. So we'll uh, give you guys our thoughts on that. A major casting in Shazam: The Fury of God of the Gods. Uh, Lucy Liu will be joining that cast to play the villain Calypso. So we'll uh, give you guys also our thoughts on that as well, and um, some 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 stories. And then we'll talk about, I guess, kind of just what we make of them in regards to the future of uh of these kind of pipe dreams in a sense so you got the make the batfleck trending on twitter uh make the batfleck movie rather trending on twitter this weekend and this kind of spawning off of the you know release the snyder cut that's now become restore the snyder cut we had a stroke uh, eight, uh death stroke hbo trending last week this week we had make the batfleck movie trending um so we'll we'll, we'll talk about uh, what that means um and what we think of that along with the 90s spider-man uh, producer having to debunk rumors that the 90s Spider-Man character from that TV, that cartoon on Fox was set to appear in Into the Spider-Verse 2. So um, those are kind of, you know, interesting stories I'm excited to get to at the end of the show to get you guys thoughts on if this should happen and what would you think if they did go those routes. But uh, starting with my co-host here, Sham joins us on the podcast and, and obviously we've been Kendall and Shamari talking about this, uh, this Falcon and Winter Soldier show for the past Several weeks, you know, we've done four episode recaps that you can find on our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. And Shamari, this week we're lining up to see the longest episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, according to uh, some Reddit user. But though this Reddit user has been right every time when it comes to these uh, run times. We're looking at right now at a 61 minute episode that will, of course, include the um, the, the six, seven minute plus of, of, uh, of credits that we normally get. But nonetheless, still a pretty expansive episode we have coming up for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, so the last episode was incredible, uh, or, or I mean, I th- or at least I thought it was very good. The ending itself wasn't pretty incredible. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense that this is the kind of the big, the big kind of penultimate episode leading us into the finale. Um, I am uh, expecting a lot. This is the episode we've been hearing a lot about since before the show even started. So, you know, I feel like um, uh, I feel like uh, we're I feel like we're getting there with this. This feels almost like a I wouldn't necessarily call it a battle of the bastards level hype. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a game for that feeling. Be, by the way. Kind of get that feeling like something something crazy is gonna happen in this episode. I remember I had that feeling before that episode of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so yeah, I'm ready to see them throw down. I mean, they released a trailer, a quote-unquote mid-season trailer. Um, had a lot of previous footage, but it also showed that, uh, um, uh, what's him call it? John Walker and Sam and Bucky are going to throw down. So, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm strapped in. I'm ready to see it. And Shamari makes that reference to the Battle of the Bastards. That was, of course, the, uh, ninth episode of season six. Of Game of Thrones, I think uh, 
many people would consider one of, if not the best episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, definitely the best probably of that season, but one of the best of the whole series, which of course we know how iconic the Game of Thrones series was on HBO. Kendall joins us on the podcast as well. Kendall, what do you make of this 60-minute episode we have coming up of Falcon and Winter Soldier, given where we left off last week? Yeah, I mean, that's... uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, how that plays into uh, the pacing of this episode, of course. Um, You know, the runtime, you know, it's definitely good to hear. The longer, the better when it comes to these shows. Um, And this is obviously also longer than anything that we got from WandaVision. Um, and I would expect the finale to be uh, the same, if not longer. So certainly, uh, certainly excited for this week's episode, like Shamari said. And I mean, you know, you don't want to uh, don't want to hype it up too much, but you know, they keep talking about a, 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 a surprise character mm-hmm. or a surprise actor. Um, you know, I'm I'm not getting my hopes up on this one, uh, but you know, and. Obviously, if if you've been watching, there's this power broker character that, you know, we may find out who it is. So um, all these things are things that we'll be uh, (laughs) we'll be paying attention to coming up uh, this week. And one of the things I know we talked about it a little bit on the review show, which, again, you guys should check out. Um, We reviewed episode four this past weekend. But uh, I know we talked about how, you know, this uh, this character is not going to be. T'Challa and you know the producer on the show, who also um, is uh, producing Black Panther Two, said that that's not something. Yeah, that's not something that they would they would do. Um, that's not something that they're looking to to do is to make a CGI Chris, you know, Chadwick or hype people up to see Chadwick Boseman from some you know pre-shot footage or anything like that. So we know that he's not going to be in it. But what I also heard, and I don't think we got we knew this by the time we recorded last week. But I saw that this is going to be uh, not someone that is in the MCU. At least that's what I that's what I saw. And where where did you see that? Uh, (laughs) I want to say it was Screen Rant. I want to say Slash Film, maybe. Or maybe it was Slash Film. Yeah, it was either one of them. Slash Film. Okay, because I've I've been ducking and dodging all over the internet trying to avoid spoilers or alleged. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i got yeah i think it was slash film that it wasn't i think they got it from someone who like works in the show it wasn't like some like rumor crap like i think it's it's supposed to be someone that's not been featured in the mcu which is extremely intriguing <laughs> obviously got yeah, a lot of us, you know, it all a, lot comes us down to... a lot of us have thought you know have pictured some of the people we've seen over the course of the season or even a thunderbird ross being someone that may appear in this show yeah it's similar no, to I, I see some i see some people i see some people like play semantics up is red hulk really someone from the mcu and that's a semantic argument that i i it, that would be really cool if that happened and yeah, i would think that would be a lie even red hulk then I, I think it comes down to uh similar to wandavision where you don't like not all of these quotes or all of these mysteries are necessarily about the same thing True. And, and so, like, the WandaVision, like, White Vision wasn't the Luke Skywalker that Elizabeth Olsen was talking about, but, you know, Scarlet Witch wasn't the uh, secret actor that Paul Bettany wanted. We thought those were the same thing, and they weren't. If they were the same thing, right. it would have been something much bigger. Um, 
so like when it comes to like the question of who the power broker is and who this secret actor is um who's playing a character that we haven't seen in the mcu before those might be two different answers you know mm. if they are the same thing then of course then i mean yeah that could be that could wind up being huge you know if it's doom or somebody but the power broker may end up being somebody you know that we have seen the mcu like we've talked about azola or sharon carter or somebody or zemo but um this mystery character could be somebody completely unrelated to that so those are those are things to take to take in consideration when you're uh, going into this episode. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's all right, Sean. Uh, no, I mean, I was just going to agree. Um, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, uh, you know, there are a lot of different ways that this can be looked at. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just to reiterate, I guess what I've been saying these past few weeks, I mean, I'm, my expectations are very, very low. Right. So yeah. I'm not expecting, you know, doom or wolverine wolverine <laughs> logan any reference to weapon x or anything like that i'm not expecting anything like that i'm very very low expectations the most i expect maybe we get chris evans as cap you know we get an older cap um i'm leaning towards we probably will get older cap because yeah. we don't know what happened to him they never they never spoke about that we yeah. just know and this is a show that's about his legacy so i feel like we will get that's an right. older cap at some point Right. Um, but, you know, that's the most that I would expect. So, you know, if someone's leaking that there's going to be a new character, <laughs> is this going to be a, a significant new character? Is it going to be a new scroll that we haven't seen? I mean, I mean, yeah, what, you know, I mean, what is this new character that we're getting? Is this someone that we care about? That's a new character. So, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea who it is. My the. If, but if we're talking about introducing a new character into the MCU, um, I'm going to assume that they're not going to introduce any A-listers, like a, like a Norman Osborn or a Doctor Doom, into the picture here. But I'm wondering if it'll be someone like uh, Captain Britain, who we haven't seen yet. And, James Bryant. you know, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're talking about, we know that in What If, they're going to do the Peggy Carter Mm. Captain Britain thing, yeah. Um, you know, so it's clearly that's clearly characters on their radar, and then of course, you know, there are the parallels too. And what's funny, know, <laughs> and what's funny about that, Kendall, is remember, like, I I don't know how. Or I said Jane, I meant Brian Braddock. Apologies, uh, but like, I I don't know if Brian Braddock, if he, I'm wondering what the what the whole. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the rights deal with him is because there's a strong argument suggests that maybe they couldn't use Brian Braddock because he's Sony. Oh, he's Fox or or Fox. His sister is a mutant, and I mean he was part of like Excalibur. Like he's not a mutant, but like. We we know how these weird these deals were in regards to like who gets you know property of who, and you know we know they're doing Captain Britain. I mean, who's to say this Captain Britain thing that they're doing wasn't a result of that Fox Disney deal? Like, no one's asked the question. I'm not saying that this is the answer, but nobody's asked those questions. So like, like, there's a 100 argument made that Captain Britain could definitely in these kind of weird 
film rights, you know, legalese kind of arguments that were going on between these companies that Captain Britain could have definitely been part of the X Men universe. Yeah, and like, they swung over in the, and in the Marvel, and that's, why, and that's why we're getting the what if with Peggy Carter because they can use the Captain Britain moniker. Yeah, this is the first chance they've had to use that that thing. Like Sword wasn't was it was a Fox property, mm-hmm. and you know the first chance they got they were able to bring forward into the picture. It wasn't like the X-Men. It wasn't something that was talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, that was something that they had the chance to use. So, um, if, Assuming that this character isn't the power broker, that, that's, that's my guess. That's a good um, guess. I, I, would, I would love it if it's... If it's a superhero. You know, I, I, it, I think that'd be great. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. that'd be great because, again, because, one, I feel like what they're saying would be, like, accurate. Like, yeah, grounded character, like, I think that it would make sense that it would be a good, it would be a nice thing for like Captain Britain to show up in the you know, show that's a lot about Captain Britain. And America. I see them wanting to get like a major actor to play Captain Britain. Like, for it doesn't sure. have to be someone like, you know, A list, or maybe it is someone A list, you know, like, but I can see them. It may not be someone where we're going to get about the movies, but, you know, for this show and maybe in future things, um, they want this guy to play Captain Britain. So, But when you that's consider, but I, I feel like, adding him would be great because you're starting you're already doing you know Madripoor had a, had a had a big part in this show and, and may continue to have a part in this show but again like Psylocke being a sister that's kind of another kind of a, a, a you're kind of walking that fine line towards eventually opening up the floodgates to mutants you know what I'm saying right uh, imagine and, yeah imagine if he shows up in future X-Men thing you know yeah Exactly. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know... And, we'll and find out. We, yeah, I mean, I imagine cool. if we see, you know, Brian, he talks about his sister. Like, I mean, you know how crazy they never go? <laughs> if that's the beginning of where we start with mutants, like... And I don't... And I honestly, like, I think that that's a good guess, because I don't feel like it's crazy. Like, I feel like that absolutely could work in terms of how you begin to even walk down that line. He would be a, right. a decent... Uh, um, uh, gateway to that, I think. So uh, I can see, I can definitely see Captain Britain. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. I really, I sit here today, and the thing, the one thing you do gotta suggest is, you know, uh, it's kind of like with wrestling or anything. I guess we're trying to conceal secrets. And, you know, you, the people could lie. You know, it could be something that's not that big. It could be another. They wonder it. Yeah, it could be another. Uh, you know, boner <laughs> joke. Like you know, like Marvel right. actually do that kind of thing, and, and that absolutely could happen. We don't know. But if it is, this show big. seems more serious than WandaVision. That's just my sense. Like, yeah, just every the whole like the t- the topics of conversation. Like that's why like the Black Panther thing was it was never gonna happen because they're not. This feels like something where they're not trying to. They're not trying. It doesn't feel like they're being misdirect. Like they want you to. Like there will be surprises and twists or whatever. But like I don't think they're gonna. I don't think it's it'll be the same as WandaVision where like WandaVision was trying to mess with you. Like that was the point. So, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I do agree with that. Kind of, I do. I do think that they're they're going to play it way straighter than Wandavision would be more would be less likely to. You know, like I think that there's a great chance that if they're saying something's going to happen, it's going to happen pretty straightforward. Um, Wandavision, the whole show was about Mister Right, so it didn't. It wasn't shocking that there was a lot of Mister Right. It was disappointing in some regards, but. Uh, we couldn't be shocked by that uh, because they were trying to keep you off their center of what they were trying to do the whole time. So uh, they took it too far, but it, it doesn't mean that, you know, 
that what they did wasn't more in line with what we would have expected from a show like that. But no, I I would be down if it's Brian Braddock. I mean, at this point, I just want to see something. I want to see some, you know, again, world building. Like, we didn't really get much of that with WandaVision, at least not on the surface. Um, I'm hoping we get some of that uh, in, in uh, well, we already have. I mean, we got, we established Magikor as a, a location in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, you know, there are more characters that to be added to this series. And let's, uh, let's get it in, man. I'm really excited to see what we got. So, again, you guys can catch our weekly Falcon and Winter Soldier episode recaps uh, and our discussions on the show. Every week, we usually post a video Saturday or Sunday on our YouTube channel, Generation Media. So make sure you guys uh, check that out when that drops, because I'm sure we'll be talking about a massive episode, given how long it will be. But I do want to uh, continue on with the podcast and talk about um, a pretty uh, expected but still important uh, note uh, announced by Jason Kalar of, uh, of uh, Warner Media, who um, did an uh, interview uh, with Recode where he was asked about, you know, their plans for next year in regards to movie theaters and movies. And he said that you can expect to see those big DC movies to be back in theatrical releases as a debut. So he said, quote, I think it's very fair to say that uh, a big, you know, let's say the big DC movie, it's very fair to say that would go exclusively to theaters first and then go to somewhere like an HBO Max after it's in theaters. Um, he said uh, he, I guess apparently wanted, he said he wanted to kind of choose his words carefully in case plans, uh, you know, change given, you know, where things are with the, what has been a very unpredictable pandemic. But that is, is a, now the plan, guys, is that you'll see um, when the Batman comes out in April, whenever the Flash is supposed to come out, those movies would be um, would be put out in theaters. You see it in theaters as you would normally before the pandemic started. And then eventually it would make it to streaming services. I'll give this to Kendall first. Um, do you feel like this is the right approach for Warner at this point in time to be pretty uh, steadfast in, in saying that they're they they're ready to go back to theaters with 2022 releases. Um, I don't think you I don't think you heard anybody by saying that. Um, I think we understand the situation. Like, if you're doing hybrid releases now, clearly that's going to start phasing out by the time it gets to the end of this year. I mean, we see with Disney like they haven't even they haven't even touched. Uh, you know, the Disney Plus when it comes to, you know, Shang-Chi or um, when it comes to Eternals or, I mean, Sony, no way Sony, you know, well, even though they just had their deal with Netflix, no way Spider-Man is going to, going to a streaming service. So, like, you know, but at the same time, they also know that they can't predict how this thing's going to, you know, go. You know, obviously, we, we, we're all optimistic um, about how the end of the year is going to go, but um you can't predict, but the one thing we know is that we have vaccines rolling out. Something that we couldn't say last year. Last year it was, you know, this time last year it was, you know, you just gotta hope, hope that things subside. Hope, hope but yeah, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. it's not as bad as it looks. Uh, and hopefully, the vaccine can come soon. And it didn't really come <laughs> as soon as we hoped. Um, but it, you know, obviously, I think people that knew the timeline, you know. We're a lot more realistic about that, but wasn't as fast as obviously theaters hoped, and so we were left in limbo. But now, um, at least now we have vaccines going out, and 
you know, we obviously feel better about that. So, yeah, I mean, this is uh, this is certainly, I'm, I'm not going to say it's good news. I mean, I guess it's good news for, you know, AMC <laughs> and things yeah. like that. But I mean, uh, it is good for, news for the mom and, it is good news for the mom and pop, uh, uh, you know, uh, theater that still exists. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I mean, there's a theater that we go out to out here that is, you know, more, um, you know, definitely more, uh, not, not a, not a more independent, I will say. Right. <laughs> not a, not a big, not a big brand, uh, movie theater. So, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, that's, that's always important, you know, but, um, this is, this is ultimately, hopefully, you know, this is all subject to change, uh, depending on how things go from a public health perspective. Yeah. What do you What do you say, Sam? Um, I think this makes sense. Uh, I think this makes sense. Um, you know, for me, uh, I'm someone that enjoys the movie going experience, right? So I don't want movies to go out of business. I don't mm-hmm. want them to not make any money. You know, for mm-hmm. years upon years upon years. Of course, public health is more important. We don't want anyone to die. But, um, but you know, I would hope that by then hopefully later even even you know sooner maybe you know this year going to the movies is something that you can just do you can just go to the movies if you have to be masked if you have to social distance you do that but you go to the movies and then you go home you know hopefully that's something that you can do again you know so i like going to the movies i don't hate the movie theater business even though they overcharge people a lot <laughs> but i don't hate their business right um so uh, you know, I understand they don't want to go out of business, and I don't want them to go out of business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ho- hopefully uh, things are better next year. Um, you know, so you know, I'm not you know clapping Warner Brothers on the back or Warner Media on the back, but I think this makes sense. You know, we plan to release our movies in theaters next year. Things should be better by next year at the at the late at the you know the latest by next year. And, you know, we'll see how things go because no one knows what, what the future holds, clearly, if COVID's taught us anything. But, um, but yeah, so I think this makes sense. And hopefully movie theaters can can go back to functioning the way that they that they normally have. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think all that's well said, Jim. Um, I think that, you know, we you know movies are a important fabric of. I would say American culture, but I kind of think it's kind of like it's, it kind of transcends American culture. Like, I mean, you know, yeah, obviously, obviously movies didn't you know, cinema didn't start in America, of course. So, like, it's just part of our culture as humans at this point. So this have missing this major part of our society and a word that's kind of a cliche. They didn't want to use it, but it's the only word I really think of. It sucks. And it's not something that we wanted to see. Now, we, you know, we didn't want to see um people being reckless for the sake of just keeping something around when, you know, the, the most important thing at certain parts in time, and even to this day, still, you know, saving as many lives as possible, keeping people as safe as possible. But at the end of the day, you know, these are something that, that's important to all people all across the world, and if we can get back to doing those uh, those kind of things safely and securely, then I think that that's something that uh, movie, movie, company, movie film companies should try to participating i applauded warner brothers and we all did for doing the hbo max releases this year it came a little too late in regards to some movies we probably should have saw already with one and one maybe four but it was the right call because there just wasn't people needed 
there were movie people we were excited to see. And with the way things were going, we couldn't either force people to try to go to movie theaters during a pandemic or force people to miss things that they were looking forward to because you were just trying to get, you know, whatever bucks you could out of a box office. So I appreciated what they do, what they were doing with, um, with the, putting the movies out on HBO Max. I, th- I think that when you get to 2022 and, you know, I think because we're kind of in this, like, I think, I think there's a feeling in the country that we're in this kind of like race to the finish line in terms of like beating the coronavirus pandemic. I don't think there's much, we don't really talk much about what the forecast is for like early 2022 or spring of 2022. Like, I don't think that like really thinking that far, I think everyone's kind of looking like, you know, what's summer going to be like? Like, can I, can we do stuff in the summer? But, you know, I'm sure these people that know the forecast better than we do. So um, if they feel like, yeah, 2022, we'll put about on theaters. I think that's probably going to be a, a move that's not a terrible thing. I, I think that that'll probably be fine. And um, and, and I'm hopeful that uh, that I can get back in there, man. I mean, I, again, I, I, I really enjoy going to the movie theaters to see a great movie that I'm looking forward to. You know, like it's something that, you know, we haven't been able to do for a long time. And as we all try to get back to that sense of normalcy, I think we're all, you know, clamoring for that day. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've been the most staunch, or, one, you know, I don't know, the most staunch, but I've been one of the more staunch, you know, <laughs> yeah, right, Um, in terms of, like, you know, put everything on Disney+, Plus, you know, yeah, don't take a lot of theater, uh, put everything on the streaming services, but, you know, even I, you know, I, I'm missing the theater, it's been a long time, man, Um, so, <laughs> sheesh. yeah, you know, be a regular thing. yeah, we would go every, every couple months, oh, uh, there was some oh, movie. Your time. So yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, watching Kong versus Godzilla last week. Oh, was that was, was another fun, one. But that should have been in the theater. When I watched that, when I enjoyed that movie, that was yeah. a good movie. Yeah, yeah everybody I was like, great. yeah, I, I wish I would have saw this in the theater. Yeah. yeah. You know, Mortal Kombat's coming out. Yeah, next another week. one. Yeah. That would have been a night one for me. Yeah. I would have gone. So I would have saw that opening night. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm going to see Mortal Kombat. I don't care what the reviews say. I'm going Sorry, to see he would have he would have showed up with his robot arms. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I would have absolutely gone to see. That's Scorp- another one. Scorp- scorpion so- mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Might show up with a scorpion mask anyway. Now, <laughs> yeah. Might go to the store. No, yeah. I, yo, I wonder what they sell in the scorpion masks. Like they, they should have like scorpion like cloth masks that you can wear. You probably get that. The cloth shirt. Yeah, man. No, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's an important part of our our culture that we don't have. So, um, you know, the Flash, the Batman, you know, those are movies that you know definitely you want to be able to see in a theater. You know, I, I feel like the Batman, it's just like that's got to be a theater kind of movie. You know, yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be. Yep. You know, you know man, man, like Wonder Woman had its issues, but like, you know, I don't think it was helped by the fact that people watched it at home. You know, mm. um, like and. I, what I will say is that I'm glad that they they aren't like they aren't looking at the the trend and saying yeah actually uh, Suicide Squad is gonna be theaters only or anything like that like I'm glad <laughs> sticking to their word all the movies this year you know hybrid and then sure. next year they never said anything about next year so I have yeah. no, nothing wrong with them saying just as long as they stick with what the what the plan is um, Disney I hope they do the same thing as as H, as as Warner Brothers I'm not confident they will but I hope they do but that's that remains to be seen. Yeah, I, I feel like you know Disney is just like waiting for the, the moment they can pull the rug. Well, they haven't really been releasing anything, <laughs> um, or releasing very little, very limited releases right now. 
on Disney Plus and things like that. I feel like as soon as they can pull the rug out of not doing Disney Plus releases, they will do it. But uh, I do want to move on and stay with uh, DC and, and Warner Media a little bit because while the, the big screen movies will be heading back to uh, box offices next year, there are, of course, plenty of TV DC projects that are being launched on HBO Max for only HBO Max. And one of those projects is a Green Lantern series that's going to be uh, helmed by, you know, Seth Graham Smith and, and Mark Guggenheim. And that's in development currently. So we've heard reports about, you know, this will involve people like Guy Gardner and Alan uh, Scott and Simon Baz and, and, and Jessica uh, Cruz. Um, but we learned this week that a major Green Lantern villain is also going to be a part, excuse me, of this story. Uh, there was a character description or character breakdown that went out that Night Edge Media got their hands on, and it includes a description for none other than Sinestro. So the character is described as a male, 40 years old, of any ethnicity. He is, uh, in their description, the greatest of all the Green Lanterns. Sinestro is akin to a warrior monk, the personification of grace under pressure. He serves as a strategic commander for the Corps, and all the Lancers follow his orders without question. Although he's revered for his unmatched willpower and wisdom, a darker destiny belies his otherwise zen demeanor. So when I read this description, I mean, this sounds perfect. Uh, this sounds like a, a, obviously, you know, they know what they're talking about in terms of cast uh in terms of looking for someone to be sinestro like this this if you if i told you i needed someone to be sinestro sinestro who's part of the green lantern corps this pretty much would fit the bill i think that um it's weird i feel like no one has really botched sinestro not even that terrible 2011 green lantern movie like that's the one thing that they got right you know um whether it be animated whether it be live action I don't think he's an easy character, but I think that he's very understandable. And I think that um, people that have taken shots at him have all done a good job of adding their, their little um, their little things to him. But uh, he's a great character. He's one of the most uh, iconic villains in all of DC lore. And I'm excited that he'll be not just was... uh, not just will he be in the show, but I'm actually excited that we get to see him begin as a member of the Green Lantern Corps and in fact be the greatest Green Lantern. Yeah, I was I was just going to say that I feel like the to me I slightly prefer the green the 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 versions of Sinestro where he at least starts out as a member of the Green Lantern. I think I do too. Yeah. yeah. Um there are a couple of those versions where he's just the he's just yellow lantern, you know, Sinestro and uh that's fine. You know, those those can work as well. But um you know, cuz you know the history, you know, but the versions where there is some sort of like there is some, you know, shown backstory, uh, are always the versions I think I like the, the best, and that's why I think that the one from uh, the movie actually did a really good job. Um, but yeah, no, this is Sinestro. Like I said, I don't want to say he's an easy character to get right, but you know, he's he's a hard character to mess up. Um, so, you know, I'm sure this will be done well. The question is just, you know, with no how how Jordan, you know, specifically, but also no John Stewart, like. You know, like what's Sinestro, what's Sinestro's, you know, relationship or rapport going to be like with the rest of them, and how do you, how do you build that, that kind of, you know, 
rivalry, you know, without one particular lantern that you follow. Um, You know, this is going to be... And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this show going to kind of, like, jump through decades or something like that? Or if you're going to jump through time periods? Or I don't... That I'm not not familiar with. Not saying you're wrong, but I don't don't remember. I mean, like, you know, obviously, you know, Alan Scott, you know, is not necessarily... I mean, he's more of a Golden Age Green Lantern anyway, but... um, Mm-hmm. But I feel like I remember. I remember maybe that was something that wasn't obviously to confirm, but that was something that someone had mentioned uh, or reported about this show. But um, maybe he is just one of their, you know, rivals. Um, but if this is a thing where they're all in the same time period, like you know, it, it could become a little messy in terms of you know what's what what's his role in the show along with the rest of them. You know, so that 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 would be something that they can figure out, but. Uh, I'm very excited for this show. Hopefully, we can get a, a look at it pretty soon. And Shan, one of the things that I I see in this is the potential. If you're not talking about uh, Sinestro being paired up with someone who becomes a rival because their their potential appears to be equal, if not greater, to him, I think you set up maybe him playing more of a Earbar Thorn slash Harrison Wells kind of Sinestro in. Um, in the Flash season one, where, you know, he's this guy that they look up to, and it's his betrayal of the team as him being kind of the leader, and him kind of seeing them through all their early challenges, that betrayal may actually even cut deeper when you realize that he is better than all of them. There is no equal. And the guy who's supposed to be the top dog, and the guy who's there, you know, who only the, you know, who's only, the only people higher than him are the Guardians, that guy's effects, and he does some underhanded stuff to you know, knock them all out, that actually might end up being a, a, a much more uh, uh, emotional, uh, you know, kind of betrayal than maybe if it was just like he grows jealous of a Hal Jordan or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's 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 a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting proposition. I, I won't say what it's from, but what EJ, what EJ uh, presented sounds like something that I watched pretty recently. Okay. Um, certain other show. You okay. know what I mean? Like I yeah, know what you're talking yeah, about. I don't. I. I feel. Like, I mean, I thought that people that have seen it would understand, but I. I don't even want to spoil because it's like it's a massive spoiler. So. A spoiler. Yeah. Even mentioning what show that sounds like it would be a spoiler. But. Wow. Um. Right. You know. But. Is, <laughs> I there, feel, is it a recent show? Is yeah. It? Very recent. Oh, okay. Yeah, we we watched it recently together. Well, have I not watched it? That's why you don't want to talk about it. I don't know if you oh, did watch okay, it. No, yeah, and right. even just the listeners. Yeah, you know, I know. I know what you're talking. It's about. not even something that I put out there. Right. It's, it's okay. But what EJ is presenting is is similar to what. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah I know similar. what you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um. <laughs> uh. But yeah. Um. I mean, I do. I do find that it to be an interesting proposition, EJ. Um. To kind of make a. a a uh, a thon comparison. Um, I mean, Sinestro is just one of those characters that um, I feel like if you have the right casting, you know what what the what character you're looking for, and it definitely sounds like they do know the character well. And it's not Sinestro isn't a character that that hasn't even it, it, he isn't a type of character that hasn't been seen in media before. We've seen Sinestro like characters and other things, um, but. You know, I think it's just 
you know, seeing him as a Green Lantern, he's just so powerful, you know, and it's just uh, the powerful, but also very calculating. And he's like smart, but also very childish at the same time. So it's right. a lot of interesting contradictions with him. Yeah. So it's so I'm, I mean, I can't wait. Honestly, there's a lot of Green Lanterns. Clearly, there's going to be a ton of Green Lanterns in the show. Um, I mean, to me, it all comes down to the budget. Now, this is a Green Lantern show. Uh, so, I mean, how are they going to look? How are the Green Lanterns going to look? How is Sinestro going to look? Um, so, you mentioned the budget, Shabar. Have there been any... Because that's something that I think traditionally we always worry about with all right. these TV shows that do these superhero, that do these superhero projects. Or have there been, Has there been any superhero show particularly dc that where you said the budget has been a problem uh so when you say a problem do you like the like that's that's the reason the show no not not no just that it's been it's been a negative like the budget was too low so the cgi effects looked below average uh some seasons of the flash i'd say some of the more recent seasons of the flash fair enough supergirl uh, i think has had some moments yes, certainly supergirl. really <laughs> since the start but especially <laughs> when it got to cw yeah supergirl definitely had some moments um you know just sheesh. but uh but yeah so the flash supergirl um a show like titans has not had that problem titans has not had that problem Titans haven't uh, had that no, problem. I wouldn't even say Starville had that problem. I, yeah, so, I don't think I, I know people have complained about the budget for the, some people have complained about the budget for the Marvel Netflix shows, but I can't really think of that many moments where I felt like it really got in their way. No, no, I no. can't think of. Really well, those are all. Those were so very grounded. They were very grounded. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't need you know it to be a, a lot of CGI, but Agents you know, of I Shield. Mean, there were times where like, yeah, I, I just you know, know, they they were smart about not. Pushing the not pushing, not pushing the, limit. the whole limit. Yeah, know? even with the aliens, you had a lot of them. Just you put makeup on them. Yeah, right, know? exactly. So it, was, it wasn't too much of a crazy budget, but um. But I would imagine. I mean, of all of these shows, besides maybe Titans, this is gonna be the biggest undertaking. And I would even probably include I mean, Titans. I mean, in. I mean, I've liked what I've seen from Superman and, and Lois so far. Yeah, Superman and Lois have done a good job. Terms of budget as well, yeah. so that kind of gives me some hope. Hopefully. Um, but this is just the, the Green Lanterns are so there's just so much going on in terms of effects. I mean, their powers is like mostly effects. Yes. There's going to be a lot of effects is mostly just visual effects, unless we're not going to see that much of them, which is going to be a problem in itself. If that's the case. Yes. And fight choreography is going to be important as well. We haven't had many live action Green Lanterns. Uh, yeah. So figuring that out. I and mean, we had one recently um, in the Snyder Cut. Um and yep. you know, didn't, didn't see much of them. Yeah, we yeah, very, very, very small. Actually, I saw it, but it was very little. And then obviously we had the movie, which was fine. Um, from a from a fight choreography standpoint, it was awful. But the movie overall was, was was you know lackluster. Um, yeah, say the least. Yeah, so those those are gonna be things that I think you have to you're gonna have to you know certainly kind of cue you know or. Focus on if you're if you're if you're going to be that team, and then also just again, I, I still wonder about having all these Green Lanterns. How do you make them different? You know, from a personality standpoint, they'll all be different, they're different characters. But how do you mm-hmm. make their combat? How do you make their approach different from each Lantern? You know, typically we don't see multiple Lanterns. I mean, you can see multiple Lanterns interacting in you know Green Lantern you know material, but like you know, I mean, you typically you see the Green Lantern you know with Justice League. So, um, right. it's a little more individual, but 
now and you don't see like Green Lantern, you don't see like Hal Jordan, John Stewart, you know, typically. Right. You know, so now you're getting multiple. How are you gonna make them all different? Yeah, I mean that that's definitely going to be um a challenge. The budget is going to be something that's gonna be talked about that we've heard that, you know, Warner is, is investing way more in these DC products, particularly the ones that go on HBO Max than maybe they have in the past for some of these CW shows that we've seen where certainly the budget wasn't up to snuff in some aspects. So I'm hopeful. Uh, I like what I, I like what I saw in terms of how they want to present this um, SNES show character. And then uh, it's all about just execution at this point. And, and I think, I don't see, I don't even think like the age is good. Like to me, like someone in their forties, I don't want this SNES to be 60 years old and, and you know, you know, I, I don't know if I'll have him for more than three or four seasons. Like, you know, this is going to be a show that's going to be long. Like, this is a, someone who I hope can do the role for a long time. And this is a Snatcher who is in the Green Lantern Corps. It should be someone who's not necessarily, you know, and is in his prime. It shouldn't be someone who's super, you know, who's super advanced in age. So I kind of, I like a lot of what's going on there. I think there's a, there's a lot of potential for what they're doing. And uh, let's see how it all comes, comes, uh, comes about. But uh, I think there's a lot of good here. To, to, to say the least. I do want to talk about um, major casting for a movie coming out from DC. It is Shazam Fury of the Gods and Hollywood Reporter was first to report this one. Lucy Liu who played, uh, who, who starred in Kill Bill, who starred in uh, Charlie's Angels, she will be playing the villain Calypso in that Shazam Fury of the Gods movie. Uh, Helen Mirren's also playing the villain Hespera in that movie. Hespera and Kaliso are sisters. So, um, so you know, you got like two major female uh, villains here, two big time actors in this uh, project. I go to Sham first on this one. What do you make of Lucy Liu joining the cast of Shazam? Um, I think it's awesome. Um, I, uh, I mean, I, first of all, um, I haven't seen, I'm not, you know, uh, like a Lucy Lou Stan or anything. So I haven't like seen, a, you know, all of her material in there. You've been Kung Fu Panda, right? Uh, I don't know. I believe she's in Kung Fu Panda. I mean, obviously you would. I mean, That's I, something that would be, yeah, uh, yeah. I would say, I, I, I don't even want to guess. She is? Yeah, yeah, she Okay. Is. All right. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, clearly she's very talented. I'm sure she'll add to the to the talented cast that they already have working at Shazam. I I thought the cast of the first Shazam was fantastic. I thought they all did a wonderful job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am uh, definitely looking forward to seeing her in the sequel. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean Zachary Levi. I you know I, I feel like he he's someone that can that can really bounce off of anybody. You know, he kind of work with anyone. In that, in the role that he's playing, yeah. uh, as well as the kid that plays Billy Batson as well, I thought he did a great job. So, um, so yeah, honestly, not much, not not much to report from me. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't have, um, I'm not like I said, I'm just not as uh, familiar with uh, as uh, familiar with her work. I don't typically, I don't really watch a lot of the stuff that she's in. Um, uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing her in Shazam. Well, now, looking forward to seeing her in Shazam. So, I mean, to me, it's just a, it's another good, it's a good sign though. It's a, it's a good name, well known, penny well known name. Not penny, not penny pinching. Mm-hmm. Someone who I have seen sparingly. Um, I've, from the little that I've seen, I've liked what I've seen. So, 
Um, so I'm a fan of it. I think it's a, I think it's a good, uh, I think it's a good move. Well, you kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can echo those sentiments. Um, you know, like Samari, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen her in like a bunch of stuff, but right. it's always been a name that's been uh, very big in Hollywood. Um, you know, I've seen all the Kung Fu Pandas, and uh, she plays the snake character in that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the Viper. Uh, yes. So, uh, you know that that's been a that's that's where I've you know heard her voice, you know, and I've right. seen some of her acting chops, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be the first live action, you know, kind of be like uh, uh, Daniel Bruhl, Carl going from Cars to uh, Daniel Bruhl is in Cars. Who's, he's the Lightning McQueen. Daniel Bruhl is Lightning McQueen. I'm almost certain he's Lightning McQueen. Wow. Let me, let me search. Let me look that breaking news. The German. I'm breaking. Daniel I'm Bruhl? breaking new. I'm breaking. I'm. Hold on. I'm gonna look this. <laughs> look this joint up. My whole like childhood now is like. Um. It, let's it, see. It's like. Yeah, he's Lightning McQueen. Wow. That's uh. Didn't know that. Yeah, no, I, guess, no, I never. To be no, fair, no, I never no, knew who no, Lightning. Well, 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 I think he's Lightning McQueen in the German version of Cars, not the actual version of Cars. Oh, oh he's only in the German. Okay, one? that. Yeah, well, I was gonna say. Yeah, I'm like. I was like, 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 I yeah, I know, right? I'm like, I watched, I remember I watched a, a Daniel Bruhl, like, German movie, like, where it was in German. I'm like, that guy, who's like, he, he's as German as it gets, play, was playing, playing Lightning McQueen. Uh, Captain America, Lightning McQueen. Yeah, I was like, man, he's got a heck of an accent, man. <laughs> he's got a heck of an American accent. Uh, but yeah. yeah. He probably could be Lightning McQueen. I wouldn't put it past him. 100%. He's actor is super talented, so... Um, Lucy Lou is talented as well, so I, I, I'm excited for this. Um, I, the, the one thing that I kept, you know, I kept coming back to with the Shazam movie, though, is that, um, on like, what's, like, what, where are we going with this sequel, you know? Right. It's called Fury of the Gods. Um, I think a lot of people assumed that at some point we would be getting Shazam and, and The Rock. The Rock's Black mm-hmm. Adam when they announced that Black Adam was playing because I mean that's that's Shazam's primary arch nemesis. Exactly. That's his primary rival. Yeah. Um. Are do we think that you know a Shazam three, Black Adam two might be a crossover event if both are successful? I hope so. Probably. To me, that has to be. Yeah. It, that has to be where they're headed. Yeah, like one hundred percent. That has to be what's going on. And I and I'm cool and I'm cool with I'm cool with this plan. I know some people I think I think, you know, initially I probably have been on this podcast being like, I don't know why we're wasting our time with a Black Adam movie. We just want to see Black Adam and uh Shazam go at it. But um I think as time has gone on and we see how they're trying to build up, you know, Black Adam with the character they're putting in that movie, you know, I think that it will set up a mega showdown if Shazam, you know, does really well. And like, what's going to be that, interesting that, to me is, as like, like you know, of course Shazam's got to go over Black Adam if you're talking in wrestling terms. So what's going to be <laughs> interesting to me is I think Black Adam is going to do better than Shazam in the box office. So yes. how is that going to work? <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, again, and I'm wondering in terms of in terms of writing, like, I'm wondering is the Rock going to 
And in terms of that, if we're gonna keep it in wrestling terms, well, I'm, 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 I was gonna say though, if we're gonna keep it in wrestling terms, like is The Rock gonna go over? He's gonna is, is he gonna put Shazam over clean? No, not at all. No way. There's no way, right? It's but gonna he, be some sort of. But he kind of should. Something happened. But, he, uh, but he, I mean, it's like uh, look. I mean, I don't know if you. Did, I, don't know I mean, if unless you you're doing a kind of an empire, unless you're doing like a Rocky. Where you know a Rocky two or you know a Rocky three, where maybe he loses, and then you do a fourth movie where Shazam comes back and beats The Rock, but like, and that might actually end up being that might that look, sounds pretty good. I, but I I'm just saying, say, like, that's a conversation that has to be had. I, I I think overall this entire model of what we've laid out is is very similar to the Godzilla Kong model of like they could have just did a Godzilla vs Kong movie to start. That would have, yeah. I mean, that would have been big, but it would have been kind of random. Like, how yeah. was, was out. They could have just brought Kong into a Godzilla 2, you know, but like, even that would have been hard to do. Like, they did a, a Godzilla movie, a Kong movie, a second Godzilla movie, and then the showdown, you know, yeah. and that was enough to where at that point the hype had been built, you know, maybe a little bit of fatigue at the same time. It was like, all right, another one of these movies. But like, you know, you, you felt like you, were at, you, you met the apex. Right. Um, and won't spoil that movie for the people who haven't seen it, but you know, it's um, twists and turns. Yeah, it's twists and turns, and you know, speaking in wrestling terms, like you know, someone gets put over. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I did not see it, so I, I don't. Yeah, do not break yeah it. don't spoil anything, but um, but yeah, it's um, it, it's a similar, it's a similar type of uh, dichotomy. Mm. Yeah, no, it's um, it is it is a dichotomy, and. I think it's gonna it's gonna be fascinating how they handle this because I think The Rock is gonna really I, I think he's gonna turn I think this movie is gonna be really good or at least very well known <laughs> like I think a lot of people will hear it like the promotion is gonna be, the promotion has already been really solid so far and I think that promotion yes. is gonna you know pick up big time as soon as you know they get to filming which they they started just this past week and to me this is going to be set up to be a bigger event than Shazam was. Yeah, so is 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 I won't say it's better, but it's 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 bigger, bigger name. Well, remember a lot of the cast for like Shazam was almost a secret. Like they didn't promote like Brody and yeah, we didn't Megan know like, Butler, you know, yeah. going to be to be in the movie or uh, Megan Good was going to be yeah, in Megan the movie. Good and Brody like they 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 didn't they they hid those people. Like, we we now we heard about these rumors through our you know covering this stuff and talking about it every week, right? But they never were they never were promoted. So they were actually yeah. being really like really cool surprises when they showed up. Like, oh yeah, yeah all these people that, all these that they talked about being the in the movie, movie but we didn't see them, so we thought maybe they were just terrible rumors. And then it turns out they are in the movie. Um, that was really well right. done how you did that. But yeah, no, that's how they do the future with uh, the Shazam Black Adam showdown will be interesting. Given the Rock's a much bigger star, I think you'll have the bigger movie coming in quickly on Lucy Liu. Um, I can't believe. Well, I mean, I guess I'm, it's not that surprising because you guys are younger than, than me in terms of watching Lucy Liu's work. Um, I can't say I've watched a lot of Alan Field, but like, I have seen Charlie's Angels and Kill Bill. So, I mean, I'm 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 down. I mean, I, I was kind of surprised that Lucy Liu hasn't been in a superhero movie at this point, to be honest. But it almost, but to be honest, I feel like also she really kind of hasn't been in a lot of big movies in a long time. Like, I feel like yeah, she's kind of just done the Kung Fu Bandit thing, and you know, yeah, those, she's, those she's, checks cash the same. Yo, man, those <laughs> checks, those checks fit; they work just fine. You know, there's an ATM in every city, like uh, like uh, Andrew Bynum said. 
There's a check at the end of every project. There's a check at every project. It don't matter if your face is on it or if your voice is on it. So I think Lucy is, uh, and because it was a time where I feel like she was a, a huge star in Hollywood. Yeah, she was a list. Yeah. Yeah, I think you make. I think there was a time where you could make that case, and that's not the case now. But like, there was a, a window from about '99 to like '03, '04, where she was everywhere, and you know, her being, you know, she's kind of an icon because of her, her being just like there not there not being that much Asian representation in Hollywood, and she was leading in you know big movies. You know, the Charlie's Angels movies. Like, those were not, like, little projects. <laughs> those were, they, there were two of them, and they were uh, big summer blockbuster movies. So, like, and then, of course, she was in Kill Bill, and she had the, the infamous, she had infamous scenes in Kill Bill. So, she kind of became, like, again, a little bit of, like, a, of a cultural icon, and then she kind of just, again, kind of stuck a lot to voice acting over the last, you know, decade or so. So, I'm excited, I'm excited to see her back in the fold in this way. Uh, to see her, you know, taking on this kind of role as a uh, as a, as a character that's not animated, you know, I'm uh, I'm excited to see how this this uh, shakes out. I think this is going to be good. I think it's a good casting, and I mean, you got a cast with Lucy Liu and, and Helen Mirren. I mean, you're not messing around. Those are two people that, again, I'm surprised that we're getting uh, Lou. I would have never expected to get Helen Mirren in uh, in a in a superhero movie, but you're getting both of them. That's uh, that that's that's they're they're trying to make this big. They're trying to 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 bring this event to be something that people are going to be uh, looking out for, maybe more so than the first Shazam movie. I just wonder with them playing characters that just aren't that mainstream, how will that will we'll, like you know it's like the same the, the the old adage we always talk about is that if you're having a character that's not that known and they're a big part of your movie, you're probably going to want a bigger actor to play them to kind of. Uh, if the people aren't going to come, people aren't going to come out because they know who the character is. They'll come out because they know who Helen Mirren is, and I think that's a little bit of what's happening. We're putting Mirren and putting Lou in there, um, but I do, I do think that's going to be interesting to see if uh, if their name, their name and, and star power will be able to uh, boost this movie because they're not doing it on any of these characters because there isn't uh, you know a large fan base for Calypso and Hespera, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, but um, but nonetheless, we'll uh, we'll see how that all shakes out. Let's um get to a couple more stories before we head out. So there was a interesting development over the weekend. We've seen this for several weeks now. Um, we saw it with Restore the Snyderverse. We saw it with Deathstroke HBO Max. No, none release of these the things. Release the air cut. That was another one. Um, none of these things are things that like actually you know. There was no reporting. There was no thing of, oh, there's word that they're thinking about doing this stuff. Like, I saw it, Deathstroke HBO Max. I legitimately thought, oh, snap, did they really announce an HBO Max project with Deathstroke? And it turned out to be nothing. It was just fans saying how this is a thing that should be done. And the next thing that was, uh, next in line with this was a hashtag make the Batfleck movie, which was moving enough numbers to the point where it was trending worldwide on Twitter. Um, look, we know the Batman with Matt Reeves is coming out, but is, is there even, in your opinion, Shamari, a place for a Batflick Batman somewhere? Because I don't know how many people really are clamoring for it, but there are people clamoring for it. That, that, that's a thing. If 
somebody they came out tomorrow and said we're doing that Ben Affleck's putting the suit back on and we're doing something with that man. They make a lot of people happy. There's no question about that. I, I and I don't I don't think I don't know if any of us we can get into I guess whether or not it's it's plausible, but just in terms of just feasibility, do you think that it's feasible? The way they're promoting this uh, uh, this Matt Reeves Gotham world with the movie and then the HBO Max series on the police department. Do you think that there's even a, a, a place for a Batman movie or anything project? Uh, I mean, I think there is if the Batman movie is is bad, mm. you know, and, okay. and, and not not, you know, it's OK. I mean, if it's like bad, if it's like a bad, bad which I don't think that's going to happen. Right. I mean, I don't think anyone, any of us think that's going to happen. But if it does happen, uh, you know, then the, those voices are going to get a lot louder. Right. Um, I mean, I'm just keeping it real. I didn't dislike Ben Affleck's Batman. I thought he was a good Batman. Uh, the little that I saw <laughs> or the little that we saw of him. Um, I don't know about an older Batman. Uh, that wouldn't have been my choice. But, you know, for the Batman that Snyder wanted, I thought he did a good job. Um, uh, so. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's something that could happen. Um, I would. Uh, I'm interested in Pattinson's Batman. For now, he's my Batman. That's the Batman I want to see. I want I hope the movie is good. Um, but if the movie is not good, you're going to get a lot of people calling for Affleck's Batman. I don't know. I don't really know. I haven't really decided if I, if I would be one of those people yet because you guys an older Batman. Affleck is old. How long is he going to be our Batman? So, I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of things with that. But uh, but I do I think it's possible? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely think it's possible. Yeah, yeah that's an interesting uh, – this is all a very interesting situation. I mean, yeah, do I think that there is a place for, for a Ben Affleck Batman? Not in the current – you know, world like I don't. Right. You know, if they announce a, a Batflick movie this week coming out in twenty three, I'd be like, wow, really? Yep. That, that is, I don't know if this makes any sense. But I think Shamari laid it. You know, hit the nail on the head. He laid it out perfectly that um, if you have a if this Matt Reeves Batman struggles, and you know, I, I like let's just put it in Rotten Tomatoes terms. If it's a if it's anywhere near fifty. It's anywhere under fifty-five percent Rotten Tomatoes, sixty percent Rotten Tomatoes, even under sixty. There's gonna be those 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 cheers are gonna be a lot louder. Yep. Because Batman, like doing a sixty percent ro- Batman movie on Rotten Tomatoes, is like doing a doing a seventy-five on there. You know, so it's like you have to, you like you have to hit us at least a seventy-five, eighty percent. On a Batman movie, that should be a movie. That should be a four-star movie at at least. Um, yeah, you have a character that's that beloved. Um, you just can't have. You can't have what that, they had with BBS. Kind of like I'm sorry. Like I know that will ruffle you know BBS fans, but you can't have wads of people oh, yeah. who hate your Batman. You can't do that. That was. I mean, that was not a success. You know, I think no. we. Uh, yeah, I think we would all. Um, agree at least critically it was not a success. You know, no. you can say what you want. You know, yeah. Like forget about my opinion about or your it. opinion. It's just what right. happened. <laughs> you right. know? Um, and it's like, yeah. So I mean, that's that. That's where I think this is at. Um, 
But I think, you know, given how good Zack Snyder's Justice League was and how that was received, um, and, again, just the way the laws of momentum work, if, they, you know, we're already getting these, these, these chants now, if that if this movie's not good. Um, and I don't think it's a guarantee. You know, I mean, it's been a lot of, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's been a lot of turmoil, because it's not like... Uh, you know, I don't think. I mean, there are some reports that there's been turmoil. I don't know if any of that's true or not. But even regardless of the, the all the all the tumultuous kind of reports that are out there, just you know, it's been a production that's taken a long time. You know, it's been stopped and started, been kind of misleading things out there in the ether. You know, like this isn't a guaranteed like. You know, we haven't heard the stuff that we we're hearing about Eternals or even the stuff that we heard about the Joker. <laughs> with this movie now it's early but is it early it have been filming for a long time i think warner brothers would know if this was going to be a, a smash hit so I, I, yeah i'm not saying that to say this movie's gonna stink you know i would hope it's gonna be good and i think there's a good chance it'll be good uh because again batman's a hard character to mess up he's a yeah, I, I, just don't, I just don't i just think we don't know that's the thing we yeah but we don't know it, yeah. it's it's very possible um going but for, it, going for a noir style batman is a risk and i think they yeah. know that yeah. So I mean we're gonna see And they've thing. gotta do something different. Because there's been so many Batman movies. Yeah. Um but even you know recently the new millennium. Yeah. Is our third Batman. Yeah. Um and and ultimately like if you ask me where do they go if that movie is bad, you know, I agree with Shamarly like, Affleck can't do like you can't do a trilogy of Affleck movies. But you do the one movie that, you know, he that they may have planned on doing. And I think you'd have to consider at that point moving to Terry McGinnis, doing mm. doing Terry McGinnis and doing if Michael Keaton's back, doing Michael Keaton. Uh, you know, they may be thinking about doing Michael Keaton Batgirl, which is going to be Batgirl Beyond or whatever. Not as intrigued about that, but um, you know, if they want to combine the story, that's fine as well. But uh, but yeah, you know, that those those are the two options that I think they have right now. If this flops but again that's i mean this is all like saying like you know it's like in sports you're saying like, yeah if if this team like loses a bunch of games and we fire the coach you know could we so, hire this guy? yeah so jackson gonna be available so yeah, yeah exactly it's like i mean i mean we might hire him but hopefully we don't lose a lot of games yeah you know, lots of yeah a lot we gotta get to before we get to that point that we don't really yeah, don't want to get to that point yeah we can't fire matt reeves yet you know, <laughs> right yeah yeah i mean Look, I feel like, I don't know, like, we talked about it when the news of the Snyder Cut was first bubbling up, that this was a real possibility. And I think the first thing I said on this podcast was, if, if I was Matt Reeves, I'd be calling Walter Mott on the phone immediately, being like, yo, what the hell is going on? Um, what's <laughs> going on? What's the deal here? Like, like, and then, you know, he put out that statement saying that, you know, oh, I'm really looking forward to it. This is all great. I, I I just don't buy that. I still don't buy that. I just think that there's no way you can tell me that given all that's happened, that um, um, that 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 that, that was the, the best thing going forward. You know, uh, it, it just it just never made sense to me that that when you're trying to establish something new, that going back to the past and harboring up. Um, the, the the excitement and the energy behind a, a past property made any sense, you know? To me, that'd be like, um, 
I mean, to me, that would be like if they, they were doing, you know, after they did Spider-Man Homecoming, before they did Spider-Man Homecoming, they'd actually decide, you know what? So they say, you know what? We're going to do another Andrew Garfield movie, too. Or we're going to do, <laughs> Andrew Garfield's going to team up with, you know, with some other people in, in the Spider-Verse, and we're going to do a movie like that as well. But we're still going to do Tom Holland. Y'all going to get that. But, but like, it, it, like, it doesn't, it, it just doesn't make any sense. And, you know, we know why DC did it. But from Matt Reeves' standpoint, I mean, he... He, I think he should have been furious. I don't know if he was. I know he, he put out words of encouragement. But now we have this. Now we have um, your movie's not the movie that's trending on Twitter. It's an imaginary movie that doesn't exist that nobody's working on that people are talking about. They're not talking about the movie you're making. And I know you're in the middle of the process of just trying to just do your job. But at the end of the day, creating buzz and keeping buzz is important. You don't want buzz for, again, another movie that doesn't exist involving characters in a universe that was supposed to be dead dominating the conversation regarding Batman on film. It just is not good. So, I mean, if he, if, if, if he was naive enough to actually be supportive of the Snyder Cup being released, I hope he feels a different way now because that couldn't have been good to see um, over the weekend. That people are, are clamoring for a Batfleck movie, and when you just, you've been given keys to to all of the Batman universe in a way that not even Ben Affleck was. I mean, there was no word about Ben Affleck doing a, a Gotham spinoff series. You know, they, DC has made it very clear that you know anything kind of regarding Gotham City and Batman and his universe, it's gonna all go through Matt Reeves. Like, yeah, this this is just this is this is. Bad news, far as I'm concerned. I mean, I don't know how ways to describe it. This is not the bad news for for Reeves, you know. The fans, you know, it is what it is. But for him, I think that he he shouldn't like it. Um, and I, I'll be honest, I I don't see this as something that's that feasibly makes sense to me. Like I just don't see how you could do a Batman with you know with uh, Robert Pattinson. And you're creating that universe, and then also have these other Batman movies happening. First of all, it just seems like a waste of resources. Like, you could be doing so many more other DC projects. Why would I waste... Why would you, why'd you be wasting more money to do more Batman? Like, at a certain point, there's burnout. Like, this is... Like, when you're making these movies, yes, you're making them for the fans, but you're also making them for, like, wider audiences. And there is no logical sense to telling your audience to see two different Batman movies that are continuously happening. That doesn't... That doesn't add up. Um, you know, if you say, oh, we could just put it on HBO Max, okay, but you're still pumping in a lot of money into a project that was supposed to already be solved through one man's vision. So I, I just think that, uh, and, I, and the argument you made that they're playing with fire, even doing it the way they're doing it with Matt Reeves, because my biggest issue with what happened with Zack Snyder was I thought that they, they foresaw their whole DC universe under one man's vision, and then it wasn't until we actually started watching those movies that we realized a lot of people didn't like that vision. Um, whereas it's different over there at Marvel because it's a lot more of a collaborative project process. And it's Feige asking directors to make the vision that he sees, not the director creating the vision and making it in his own thing. And everybody kind of trying to fall in line. So, but at least with Reeves, you're keeping it only to Batman. With him, with the problem with, with uh, obviously with, with Snyder was that it was seeing the whole DC universe through the lens of one director who's supposed to be only be working on Superman movies in the Justice League. That was 
problematic, and we saw why there were pitfalls there. But, like, if that's the, the license they're supposed to be giving Matt Reeves with the Batman, then this is, this is, this is, this is not good. So I don't know. I, I saw this, and I'm just like, like, I don't know. Like, like DC just shooting themselves in the foot. Like, you know, like, I was hoping they had some footage lying around. Because every time they get something they don't like, they, they show up with some new footage or some new news. Like, tell me something about the Batman so I, we can get this, you know, restore the bat flick or whatever the hell the Twitter thing was. Get that, you know, quieted Man. down. Because but do, do, this do, is all a waste so of time. What, so what? what's your... What do you think? You know, do you think that there is a, a, a window of a window for them to do something if this movie is really bad? Because if they do, the, the I mean, I don't really think there is because gonna, uh, yeah, I I mean, I don't think there is because of Affleck. Because me, Affleck's not the kind of actor where he's just waiting in the wings for someone else to mess <laughs> up so he can come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. he don't need to do that. Like, he don't need to do anything. I would. I mean, if he's good with his money, he he wouldn't. He don't need to do anything. He could just live on a beach. But like, like it, it, he's not the kind of like you know like to be like if let's say for example like Ray Fisher like we, like this week Ray Fisher saying oh like there's a chance I could be in the Flash if things work out differently like yeah he's younger in his career he's not as established he's not as rich like the, yeah there there people are willing to make exceptions and do things for the sake of forwarding their career like when when they're on Ray Fisher's level. You on Ben Affleck's level, you you don't you're not waiting for somebody else to fail so you can get your job back. That's not how this works. Like you either commit to him or you don't. They were committed to him at one point. He decided this wasn't it for me. I'm moving on, and he was going through stuff as as he's alluded to. Um, like, and and that's it. That that book is is closed. I, I don't I don't really see this as as really plausible under almost any circumstances. Like I don't see. And then also the other thing is his age. Like. Like the bat, the Batman will come out next year, and okay, let's say the Batman is like a ridiculous flop. Which I, I mean, I don't think that's gonna happen given the trailer we saw. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be a great movie. I don't know. I hope that it's a great movie, but this thing that it's just like this horate, hellacious flop, like that seems unlikely. That seems hard. To- yeah, that yeah. seems unlikely to me. But let's say you know it is this hellacious flop, and that's t- we're in April 2022, and now. They got to make a decision about what to do moving forward. That means they have to make a decision to fire Matt Reeves, cancel the Gotham Gotham show on HBO, and then get back into renegotiations with Ben Affleck. He's, I mean, he was supposed to direct the last movie. Is he going to agree to direct and act in that in this next movie? Or are you going to find now? You got to do. You have to go and say, you know what? I'll do it. but I'm not going to direct it anymore. You got to find a director. Then you got to get a production set. Then you got to get to shooting. And get that like the time we by the time we see a Ben Affleck led project regarding Batman, you're talking about 2024 to me seems like the only even plausible time that's possible, and that's like I think the best in the case scenario. The a more realistic scenario is probably 2025, 2026. What to me? Why are you doing another Batman if you just botched the Batman two three years before? <laughs> like maybe if that happens, you need to kind of just. Keep that Batman to the side and just move on to other projects. And somehow that mess, that was some big thing that you couldn't mess up. You also have the idea that you don't continue with Matt Reeves. You don't give another shot. And I guess that would depend on how bad it is. But what if it's, okay, not the greatest, but, like, maybe we can fix some things and we're still excited about some things that were put in there. You don't give him a shot at all on the second one? Like, or you don't just say, you know what, let's move on from Reeves, but let's bring in someone else to take on this universe. 
it's just there's a lot of there's so many reasons why you don't have to go down the road of do Ben Affleck again that make too much sense. But the, the, for this the one to be thing possible. that we're the one piece of the equation that we're ignoring is what's going to be the fan what's what's going to be the fan engagement. You know, if yeah, I mean it'll be there'll definitely be an element of you're gonna have to sit in the pocket and listen to some gonna, crazy, gonna be some loud courses. some crazy loud fans that will be like, yo, now is the time. No, regardless yeah. of how good this movie is, the movie this movie could be Dark Knight level. There's gonna be a group of people that are like, I like Affleck's better. You know, people sure. do it all the time. We knew that was gonna happen with yeah. Spider Man. Like, you know, if people hate Holland Spider Man, you know, they some of the people have legitimate reasons. Some of it's just no Garfield's better. Like, and you're gonna get that with this Batman. But if if there are legitimate reasons, you know, if it's not the Dark Knight, and if it's closer to what we got in BVS or something, then then that conversation is gonna go strictly to uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. And that's where doing Zack Snyder's Justice League was a risk for a Warner Brothers because now, you know, I mean, there was there was a lot of good that came from it, but this is why I this is why I said there are people at Warner Brothers that, you know, certainly would prefer this movie not succeed, <laughs> you know, for whatever reason, whether it be money or or uh, financial reasons or for, um, you know, career reasons, um, and just you know the fans, you know, kind of shutting up the fans, quote unquote. I think they would have said there are people that would have preferred that that movie not be as good as it was, um, or as popular. But this is one of them, you know. This this is going to cause a distraction to, to what is supposed to be their biggest property going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we got Michael Keaton's Batman, who's obviously also a wild card in all of this. Yeah, and then how yeah. does he fit? How does he fit into all of this? If we're assuming he's going to be involved. So are we canning him? Like, is he going to continue as another Batman? They're already doing two Batmans. Like, like that's already yeah. a thing that's happening. And the word was that Ben Affleck is supposed to be in the Flash. That was the original word. Yeah, we yeah, we still don't know how that's going to turn the, out. The, the, the was word was that this was supposed to be his swan song. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot has happened since the earliest iterations of reporting on this film. But, like, you know, it, it's... I it, it's I don't know it just seems completely implausible, and I mean even for the to me for the even to me for a fans like even if you really really want to continue and watch like Ben Affleck Batman, again I still would ask them like do you guys understand the implausibility of what you're asking for? Like, you know, Ben Affleck he's forty eight he's not like he's super 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 old, but. You're talking about not nope. seeing this film most likely until he's 52 or 53 at the earliest. At the earliest. You're telling them to be in that very physical role. Now, I'm assuming you don't want just one movie. You're going to want to continue. So you're telling them to be in that role for another 10 years? Five years from removal today? Those like, are all, those, those are, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be more than one movie. Yeah, I mean, I, movie. I mean, I don't know. I think all these yeah. people, they I just, mean, like, yeah. the Snyder Cut, you know, like. Yeah. But I no, but they know. want to restore the Snyderverse, then you're talking about doing not only this movie, but then other Justice League movies, too. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe he would whole, appear in yeah. other things, but I don't know if they're expecting him. In, in, I mean, we all know he's old. <laughs> do it a trilogy of You know, even if there's a movie, even if in his Batman movie, he's, you know, going to be. Or in some other movie, he's gonna train another Batman. I don't know. Like, but I think people... in terms of the the implausibility for that fan that you, that you're talking to that you're that you're talking to in that equation, they would just say, you know, none of this is any is any more difficult than it was 
to make the Snyder people said because people said the Snyder Cut was impossible. People said it didn't exist. People said it didn't exist. How would you do this? It's never Warner been done. Warner Brothers is never ever gonna do this. Yeah. They're gonna laugh you out. Yeah. They're gonna laugh at Snyder. They're gonna yeah. laugh it's at never, you. It had never been done. You know, and, and it got done. And it got done the, you know? because the fans demanded it. Now, to me, the biggest, the most convincing thing to me about for the implausibility is Affleck himself. If right. he doesn't want to do it, nothing's happening. Yeah. Right? So if he's just like, I don't feel like doing this. Eh, you know. There's a lot of BS and drama last. Time. I feel like Snyder. I, I feel like Snyder would be the director if they did this. That's my. That's Snyder my. would definitely be involved. No yeah. question. No question. Producer, asked. director. He would be heavily, heavily involved. Um, you know, partially because I think the fans would demand that he be involved. Yeah, I know. But right. I think he would be heavily involved. Um, I don't. Again, this isn't me saying I think this will happen. Right. Right. But is there a universe where I see it happening? I mean, I could. Anything's possible. But I could see I was that. on here, you know, laughing just as much as everybody else about this. <laughs> right. It doesn't exist. No way. Yeah, people in the movie industry yeah. talking about this is impossible. Yeah. 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 This is impossible. This will never happen. You're all stupid for thinking that it could happen. <laughs> and it happened. Oh, trust me. Because, so, like, the Snyderverse fans will remind you every two seconds that people in the industry said this was impossible. Like, <laughs> they, they never, <laughs> yeah. they, ne- they never, they never, you know, missed the opportunity to remind us that there were detractors who thought that the Snyder cut would never happen and that it didn't exist right so that that so that exists those people exist um and to be fair it, we get into semantics about the whole thing but like there was parts of a movie that existed but not a whole movie like there was this notion that you could just release the Snyder cut and he finished something like that they were wrong about that that didn't exist because they had to go and shoot a bunch of stuff but right <laughs> Yeah, some people didn't think there was even anything, and obviously those people were wrong, or that they would never, we'd never see anything, and those people obviously were definitely wrong because we saw what we saw just a couple of weeks ago. Um, I want to get to the last story today, guys, and it's a story that is near and dear to my heart because it involves a TV series that was important to my upbringing as a kid. Uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes. No, not 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 near and dear to my heart as a kid. Um, <laughs> no, Kendall loves X Men Evolution. They tell you what, there are. I'm probably gonna, it's probably going to sound a little offensive to say it this way, but there are X Men Evolution truthers out there who firmly believe that it is the best X Men series of all of them. You, I, I mean, I know yeah, you're man. one of them, but I mean, I thought you were a, a army of one, but you're an army of thousands at least. Look, I'll be honest. You know, we're talking about like bringing a show back. Like, obviously, the '90s X Men is one that's way more likely to come back, but right. I think there is. There is a corner of the universe that does want X Men Evolution back, but that's that's a conversation for. And I'm on the Wolverine X Men train. <laughs> I mean, those X-Men. people don't exist. No. Like, they exist, but like it's not it's it's not the same. Uh, uh, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know about Wolverine and the X Men. Like there are people. Right. Like I saw, I saw someone. I forgot who it was. Someone in this in this culture who said that they had watched Spectacular Spider Man for the first time ever. Like, oh, like this week. Black nerd. Oh, it's Andre, yeah. Who I'm yeah, like, Andre. <laughs> Andre didn't watch Spectacular Spider-Man? Like, that sounded, that was nuts to me. I was like, yeah. but, like, that era of superhero content was just not embraced. It was well, yeah, no, it, it, was, it was incredible. But it wasn't, yeah. in, like, people didn't watch it. It was what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, that yeah, 2009 wanted- to 2012 <laughs> era where you got Spectacular Wolverine, the X Men, and Avengers, Earth's Mightiest, Heroes. Yeah, those three. To me, they're like the, the holy trinity of like this era of superhero car- cartoons that were 
phenomenal. Yeah, Iron Man. That were that were like. I was so ready to just throw out Wolverine and X Men. I was like, Wolverine's leading the X Men. Oh yeah, I that was Wolverine too. and the X Men. Why is that the title? Yeah. Like, what about the rest of the X Men? But like, there's Fox, Fox probably. I, I, was, yeah. I'm, I almost, I almost ready to throw it out because I saw it on Nickelodeon. I'm just like, I, Nickelodeon Wolverine. I, I just, just know it's gonna be good. <laughs> I watched the show. I'm like, yo, this show is really good. Why is this show so good? Yeah, my friends yeah. could tell What's me about. On? My friends could show me about how hard that show was, and I was like, really? And I checked it out. I was like, yo, and I, I should have known. I'm an X Men fan. That's a like, X Men are my favorite superheroes. And I'm watching this show. And I'm like, yo, this is hard, yo. Like this. Yeah, I remember is the pilot being so much darker than I expected. It was like it was kind of like Avatar. Dark. When like you watched the first True. episode of Avatar, you just knew gotta watch the rest. You know, like yeah, yeah you know, Nickelode- you Nickelodeon. They were they were in their bag during that era. Yeah. Yeah, they were showing the commercials, and you just do. You had to watch it. Yep. But you weren't sure if you were gonna stick. But yep. then after the first episode, yeah, it was a wrap. Yep. But yeah, there's there's this. There are, there are. I wish there were more Wolverine and the X Men people who bang the drum. But there are a lot of X Men Evolution truthers uh, who think that that's the best X Men show. Um, I think that they're crazy, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Like a fox. No, a, a show that is near and dear to my heart is the '90s Spider-Man, which is not the best Spider-Man. Spectacular Spider-Man is the best, but that's a conversation for another day as well. But it is the more iconic Spider-Man for sure, and the more popular Spider-Man for sure. And there were rumors around the internet that Christopher Daniel Barnes, who played the Peter Parker in the '90s animated series that appeared on Fox was set to also play a part in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. Now, that sounds incredible to me, but then we got word from John Semper, who was uh, an executive producer on Spider-Man the Animated Series on Fox. He posted this on Facebook saying, quote, an article was posted here yesterday, supposedly having the inside story that Chris Barnes is reprising his role in the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I heard today from Chris's wife that this is absolutely false. He put it in all caps. Chris has not been approached by Sony Marvel to provide his role as 90 Spider-Man, which means that the Spider-Man from my series will not, in all capital letters once again, be in this upcoming movie. So spread the word. The rumor is, once again, in all caps, false. The original story came from the Illuminati. Uh, who said that the character would uh, appear in a style that incorporates his look from the cartoon. It will be cleaned up in a mashup of the 90s cartoon style with the visual tone of uh, the Spider-Verse movies. So, I mean, you know, it's... uh, And by the way, I think think I said Lunar, but I think it actually might have been the hashtag show. But... Yes. Yes, sorry. So sorry about that. But either way, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we've heard people... You know, say something regarding, uh, a, 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 say something regarding a uh, a rumor and say, oh, that's not true. Like, there's no way that's not that's true. And if you have to be fair, actually, Christopher Barnes himself also posted uh, an Instagram video saying that you know, I wish this rumor was true, but that it's not true. But at the same time, again, we've heard people come out and say things. Oh, that's not true, and then it turns out it is true. I don't know what to make of it. I will say that I think that this is a great. I, I think he's a great with a, a capital, all capital letters, just like uh, uh, the executive producer on Spider Man. Um, I think that this is a great idea, and that if this is something that they were thinking about, they need to figure out a way to make it happen, unless they have something that's much better. 
because I think that what I think is the most exciting about the Spider Verse as an idea is the fact that you know and they kind of they played with it a little bit with the '60s Spider Man and the post credit scene is that there's been so many iterations of Spider Man throughout time that if you really can take any Spider Man, it gives you endless options. But the most I think the most recognizable option that makes sense regarding a, a superhero movie today is the 90s one, 100%. The 90s cartoon. I think a lot for a lot of people, like, anybody who's talking about animated, I think if you're doing non-animated, you'd probably say Tobey Maguire. But we're not going that route. 90s Spider-Man is 100% there. That, that show was super popular, and not only through its time on television in the 90s, but then it's, it's years of syndication. There is a, I mean, you know, I'm 30 years old. Kendall just turned 23. Shamari is 27. I mean, that's a seven-year gap from kids. And that's a big gap in terms of what kids are watching. Like, they're, I, we all watched this show. I watched it, and Shamari watched a little bit when it was actually on. Kendall ended up watching later in syndication. And our brother Henry has even watched the show, and he's even younger than Kendall. He's 20. So Got out Disney Channel. <laughs> so like so you're talking about a seven to ten year existence of people and the people that are older than us that have watched the show like my parents you know who they're you know they're in their 50s so like they like there's the just the the range you cover with so with this character is why this would make the most sense to include in this movie if you're not gonna do nick johnson again coming back as a uh as a you know, Peter B. Parker, um, then to me, if you wanted to add a different person to be Peter Parker or someone else to bring in, that this is 100% the route I would go. Yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes's denials, um, so three possibilities. One, he's telling the truth. He's not. He's not in it. Someone got you know their their sources mixed up, and it's wrong. Uh, second possibility is he's in it, and he might not even know he's in it yet, or he, you know nothing's been confirmed. Uh, and because it's such a small cameo, they haven't even approached him about it yet. Um, and he he's getting that spoiled to him uh, before you know this is before uh, before he even knows about it. Uh, although I feel like he would know pretty early if they had plans to to use him. Um, but the third is that he's lying. And, I mean, to me, the, the, the quickest or the, the, the most the quickest example that came to mind for me of, of an actor who was, who was lying about being something or potentially being something was, was Ewan McGregor, you know, an Obi-Wan. <laughs> you know, Ewan McGregor, I mean, for years after Disney bought, uh, <laughs> after Disney bought Lucasfilm, uh, and then Disney Plus came around, certainly, but even before that, um, was asked in every interview he did, basically. So, what are you gonna? When are you gonna play Obi Wan? Well, you know, what's the deal? Are we getting an Obi Wan movie? When they started doing the anthology movies, it was that. Then when Disney Plus came around, we get an Obi Wan series. And for years, he said, "I hope so. I don't know what they're doing over at there, Disney. Uh, you know, I, I really would hope so." And he he admitted to Jimmy Kimmel after it got announced that, yeah, I was lying. I had to keep the lie. I was talking to Disney Lucas from the whole time, but I couldn't say I was. So <laughs> he even joked that, you know, it kind of felt like, you know, I was begging for the role. <laughs> As if, you know, they were considering someone else <laughs> because, 
you know, because he was he was out there begging, you know, to, for them to do it at some point. But but yeah, I mean, he, he was playing the, he was playing the role. He's an actor, um, so he knew he knew uh, how to dodge. And of course, obviously, now we have our Kenobi series coming out um, very soon. So yeah, I mean, it's happened before. It happens all the time. You know, we remember this the Haley Seinfeld stuff that Haley Seinfeld stuff that we talked about on the show for months when it seemed like she was a lot, but she would go on interviews and say, I'm not doing it. Or Tatiana Mazzani. Exactly. Yeah. Her saying, I'm not in it. I, I wish I was, but I'm not in it. I mean, that was just a yeah. street. Yeah, that movie, come, they, they filming this week. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, it's crazy. So, I mean, I don't put it past these people to just, to lie. I don't, you know, I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at Malzani. I'm not mad at Steinfeld. I'm not mad at, you and McGregor. I'm just glad they're in it. <laughs> you know, I'm glad that these are that this is a thing. Um, so I mean, hopefully Christopher Christopher Daniel Barnes is in it. Um, I mean, it seems like a great idea because, like you said, if you're talking about animated Spider-Man, he's going to be the most recognizable. Um, maybe not from a voice perspective, but certainly, you know, the certainly the character. And the the animation and the art style is going to be the most the most recognizable. So, yeah, I, I um I would certainly I, I would certainly expect that that's something they're going to be talking about. I, and I mean, if you're talking from a voice perspective, Josh Keaton might actually be even more recognizable. Um, only because I feel like he's been in Spider Man in multiple multiple different uh, properties, um, in multiple different uh. Errors. I mean, obviously Drake Bell is also going to be someone that people recognize as well. So, you know, these are all people that could wind up being, you know, if they're going to, if they're doing like a gauntlet of Spider-Man, these are all characters that may, that may appear. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, this the, I remember when I first saw this and I, again, I do remember now and I told you about this. I was like, hmm, interesting. I didn't really know what to think about it. I didn't immediately fall in love with the idea. Um, because the 90s Spider-Man, because that show, I feel like Spider-Man didn't make that show, you know? Mm, interesting. Like a, lot of, a lot of Spider-Men often make the make the shows or are big parts of what makes that show the show. Spider-Man in that show was... More understated. He was definitely more understated, had a more kind of a more muted personality. Yeah. Um... Uh, compared to other Spider-Man, I feel like they ratcheted up Spider-Man's kind of craziness and wackiness uh, over throughout throughout the years. Yeah, it was a progression from spectacular um, Spider-Man, and, 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 and that's been it's actually been a criticism because um, it's not just something that's been in animated uh, right. form. It's been in the comics too. And mm-hmm. There have been people that have said like Spider-Man is just he just sounds like Deadpool now, like with the way they write. <laughs> right. But there are people who feel that way, so you're you're right. definitely right about that. Yeah, so I mean that Spider Man is gonna be a, a very different from the other Spider Man that we're used to, mm-hmm. to the point where I don't know how I would feel seeing him with, you know, Miles or even the, any other Spider Man there. So I mean, I think it would be interesting for sure. It would be a huge nostalgia trip for me. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I feel like I have to go back and watch the watch the cartoon now. But, um, but I don't know. I don't know how it would work in the theater, which may be why they haven't reached out to him yet. But I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I would feel about that. Um, as for how it would be received, 
I mean, I think, like EJ said, people our age would eat that up. But, um, you know, I don't know if people younger would care, obviously. And I, people that were older and comic book fans would probably find it funny and interesting. But I don't know that it's going to bring in like a, you know, it'll bring in, like I said, our age group, it should bring in a good amount of people. But outside of that, I don't know. So, and even if it's not yeah. bringing in people, but even just you know connecting with people, yeah, or connecting the, with the people. jokes and the moments, the jokes landed. and the moments and stuff like connect with people. And I don't because even I'm not as familiar with Spider Pig, for example, but I still found it funny. Right. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know how I feel about about his inclusion in in, in this kind of movie. Hmm. It's interesting. Um, that's interesting. I feel like Shmoy had an interesting perspective. I didn't expect him to go that route because we all love that show. Um, I, I hear what Sham's saying. I guess to me, I almost feel like a mutist... Uh, I don't I want to say just a mutist Spider-Man. It's just this is the Spider-Man that we have in this conversation. I almost feel like that Spider-Man and his personality actually may work well with Miles because at the end of the day, the story is centered around Miles. It's not centered around, you know, the, the Peter Parker character. So if he is supposed to be supplementing a larger and more, a more charismatic person, then I could make the case that he's the perfect Spider-Man to put next to him because, you know, we want the story to still be centered around Miles Morales. I, but I do think Shan makes a good point that that show, when we just think about like the popularity of that show, I agree that I don't think that show was that that the Spider-Man port that the Spider-Man performance necessarily made the show. I think that that show was was buoyed by an excellent supporting cast. And it's not to say that Christopher Barnes wasn't great. He was. But just like they wrote side characters maybe better than any animated show besides like Dragon Ball Z of that era. Like like to me like I feel like everybody that was on, that was on the screen on that show like like they had like backstories and like they had and like and they had real depth to their characters. Like, to the it almost became right. overkill because, like, there was, like, that doctor who was in love with Morbius. Like, it was almost like, yo, we don't want to hear about Dr. Thompson anymore or whatever. Like, you know, like, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the, the, the black reporter who was, you know, um, Robbie. Like, how much, how many stories did you get about Robbie? You know, like, like again, there were times where you watch, you're like, oh, man, this is, like, a lot. Like, we're, we just want to see Spider-Man do stuff, you know? We want to see whatever. But, like, the side characters had a lot of development. I mean, Felicia Hardy had a lot of development. All the villains in the show had a lot of development. So, like, that show, to me, in terms of its writing, was really buoyed by just, like, propping up everyone around Spider-Man, not just Spider-Man. And I think that... And a ton of team-up episodes, obviously. Yes, and they had, and especially later on. Um, but I also feel like, to me, even though I love Spectacular Spider-Man, I say that that is the best Spider-Man show without, by far, I don't say by far, I think it's, I think it's clear. But what I will say is, I think that they probably, like, took that from the 90s show. Like, I think that, I think that, because the, the Spectacular Spider-Man, one thing I love about it is the development of Eddie Brock, the introduction of MJ, um, and how MJ, you know, it compares to Gwen Stacy and the kids and in, in, in Harry in the show and like so many characters uh, have so much depth to them and they, they actually spend a lot of, we spend a lot of time with Liz Allen and the Flash Thompson and things like that like like the 90s show kind of laid the groundwork for that I think the, the spectacular Spider-Man show that came out in the late 2000s like that they took it to another level 
But in terms of when we make that like kind of like we, we do that kind of character study of why that was, I think that that's probably why is is that that you know this, that those shows were buoyed by strength of the villains and the strength of the supporting cast. But but again, I, I think that he actually would be a good fit because of that because he's someone who's that character has been great with playing off of other more animated people. And I feel like the Miles that we were introduced to was pretty animated. Like the portrayal that they that they gave us from Shamar Moore. Uh, so like, not Shamar Moore, right? What's his name? Uh, okay, I was like, what? Shamar Moore is not, yeah, what's, I, what, I can't remember his name. Who plays Spider-Man? Shamar Moore was, was Spider-Man? Yeah. Um, the, the dude from Dope. Um, yeah. uh, Shamik Moore. Yeah, Shamik. Shamik Moore. There we go. Oh, well, man. I, I, when you said that, I was like, wait, it, it, it's not Shamar Moore. Really. I think it is. Something like that. I wasn't that far off. They both actors. They both black dudes. Uh, but yes, no. Shamik Moore. My bad. Um, his his, uh, his mods are pretty animated. So I think that he could fit well. Now, there could be, again, there could be, um, you know, and to be honest, I don't, I don't, I'm not expecting. I think that he will be. I think that he will be in it. I don't think this rumor is like bogus, but I don't think it's gonna be like a major super role. I think it'll be more like a cameo. That's my opinion on it. Yeah, I think this is gonna be a cameo, uh, and that's why I don't think that they want it out. I don't, I don't even know if he knows, you know, because it's just gonna be right. a cameo. Yeah. And it, also, I want to say worst case scenario, but you know, this is uh, uh, another possibility. I feel like he would know about it, but like. I mean, maybe they're not. Maybe you're going to use someone else. I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel like they would at least approach him. You know, if 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 you like no, then they may say, "Well, we'll just use someone else." But um, that's the other possibility. Mm. A little less likely, but yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I mean, again, I think it's possible. I don't really know. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely possible. It's also something that's possible enough to where I could see the hashtag show like getting their thing mixed up like you know mm-hmm. maybe it's not or maybe the source got it wrong maybe cause that's something that's very plausible that i could understand why someone would even think that that was something that was happening i could see them reaching out to video game spider-man in general right um and maybe something got mixed up or maybe they didn't get to him yet or something or if that's something maybe they were talking about or had plans for and somehow it turned into they met with him already and in, in, in discussion so, I mean, that's possible, I suppose, as well. Um, but, uh, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, I, I I tend to be inclined to believe that they maybe they just didn't reach out to him because mm-hmm. this isn't an idea that they have or maybe it's something they considered at one point, but they're not considering it anymore. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, there's, there's some meat to this rumor. I don't know where it leads to, but there there is something to it. And if they do it, I'd be really excited if they don't, I'd understand, but I think that there was some, they kicked the can on this, for sure. Because to me, it's too good an idea. It, it makes too much sense to try it, or at least at least discuss whether or not it makes sense. Um, because again, if you, if you already showed us the 60s Spider-Man in the last movie, you say, okay, what else can we do in terms of grabbing other animated Spider-Man? This is the only option. Uh, like, you're not going to grab the spectacular Spider-Man. That doesn't make any sense. Like, this is the one you grab. But, um, but uh, will we get it? I, 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 yeah, I think we will. But I, again, I think it's more likely that it will be something that is a, a, a short cameo, not something that's super expansive. 
But uh, I think that's going to do it for this edition of New Generation Hero Talk. No um, no uh, show recap this week, but we'll probably have something next week. So uh, be ready for that. Um, I know my audio was a little weird for most of this podcast. It took me an hour to realize my mic wasn't plugged in. So the uh, last half hour you got, I probably sounded a lot better. So apologies for that technical difficulty and working through that. If you stayed with the podcast all week, we'll, of course, make sure that doesn't happen next week. If you uh, love this podcast, check out all our podcasts on New Generation Podcast Network, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. We do Hero Talk every week. We also do Sports Talk. We also do Imperial Broadcast, which is our Star Wars podcast. All good stuff. Once again, check us out. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also catch our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. Once again, our Falcon and Winter Soldier episode discussion will be up this weekend for episode five, the penultimate episode of the season. So you're not going to want to miss that. Again, catch us, New Generation Media. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you like our videos, make sure you give us a like on those videos as well. And catch us on social media. Twitter, New Generation Pod. Instagram, New Generation Podcast. You can find us on Facebook as well. by searching New Generation Media. Individually, you can find uh, Kendall on Twitter, at New Gen Ken. Shamara can be found on Snapchat and Instagram, MCSham22. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. We will be back next week with more Hero Talk. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.